Hello, welcome friends. This is Cindy Silva with the Metaphysical Wisdom Podcast. I'm here with my friend and teacher, Pamela Eakins. Hello, Pamela. Hello, Cindy, and thank you so much for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Uh, My pleasure and honor. This is our third conversation that we've had, and it's been uh, quite some time since the last one. Yeah, so I thought it was time I'm getting back into hosting these conversations. And uh, this is the first time we've actually done it face to face. So this feels good and fun and more alive. In the past, it was all over the phone. And so here we are. And um, Mm -hmm. Pamela. On Zoom. (laughs) Zoom, right? A lot. It is a good thing that Zoom opened up, I think, for us during this whole COVID period, because it has you know, it's a, it's what they call a latent, a latent result. Like we didn't expect it. We didn't anticipate it, but here we are face to face. I'm sorry. And I interrupted you just now. Yeah. (laughs) It's all right. I also saw some, you know, with the zoom and the pandemic and the result, it was felt like a quantum leap to me in that everyone all of a sudden just went onto the same platform, right? And now we're looking into each other's homes and eyes and across the world. And it really just, I think, brought everything together in um, consciousness's ability to transfer information between itself easily and from anywhere in the world instantly. So here we are in this uh, quantum leap bubble. Well stated. Yeah, well stated. Consciousness's ability to come alive to itself. I'm not sure that's an exact quote of what you just said, but it's close. And that that was good. I like that. Very good, Miss Cindy. All right. (laughs) Cool. That's got me leaning into the screen. I feel you. you. Good, 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 good work. (laughs) I remember it was just a few years ago and I was. doing a series of interviews of women mystics and I invited you and I said, you know, I'm inviting women mystics and I want to do these conversations of women mystics 70 and older. And you said, well, I'm not quite there, not quite 70. And I'm wondering, I think that might have changed since then because it's been a few years. Oh, how interesting. Okay. I am in my 70th year. Wow. So it depends on how you measure it. So I have recently gone into my 70th year. So I am definitely way closer. And uh, that is really interesting uh, because I forgot about the 70 and older, but um, there is something to be said for having lived so many decades you know, it, it's, and watching and growing and expanding the, um, expanding possibilities, becoming less judgmental and really expanding the possibilities for what is happening on this planet, what this planet is about, you know, why we come here, all of those things. So, yeah. All right. Back to you. <laughs> 70, <laughs> mystic 70 and older. Yeah. yeah love it. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned before that Pamela is one of my teachers and she is um, 
uh, just a prolific writer and a student and a teacher of the tarot and one of my very favorite decks on the, and my very favorite deck, not one of them, the very favorite deck I have, have it right here in my hand. And Thank it's you. because it's just really been there for me, you know, and um, it helps, it guides me and it's just very psychoactive. It really is the bridge for me to my subconscious and it's uh, the clearest bridge that I have and I'm really grateful to you for mm -hmm. oh, well you. it's just the the blood sweat and tears you put into bringing this into the world with your mother the artist of every image on this deck and the depth of it because it is one of the deeper esoteric decks and um, I really feel that when I work in the field of this tool um, and you have just a really amazing and almost unbelievable story, remarkable story about how you came into the Tarot. And that is uh, covered in an interview we did before. So we can maybe touch on that, but also make room for what's happening in your life now. Mm -hmm. and, and you feel like you've circled back to Tarot as the main focus where you've done so uh -huh. much in your life. And um, I just want to turn it over to mm -hmm. you have you share what's really alive for you. Mm. That's a good way to put it. What's really alive because just this morning, synchronistically, I was thinking about what is the meaning of our expression to be on fire with something? Because I had the feeling I'm on fire with tarot. I am on fire with tarot. So there's more to explain than that. But but what does it mean to be on fire? Okay, so because I'm going inside the, the deck and I'm, and I'm thinking about the cards and there are four suits in a tarot deck and they go by different names, but they're all the same suits. And, and the first one is called, in our deck, is called fire. And fire, fire relates to spirit. So there's fire, water, air, and earth, basically, and in our deck, they're called, those are the four elements. And they're called in our deck, fire, water, wind, and earth. <clears throat> Excuse me. My, my voice just went because I had this flash about explaining why it's called wind and not air. And my voice broke. That was really funny. It was a double thought. Uh, I don't really want to explain it right now, but I really, because I really want to talk about fire for a second. So fire is the very beginning and it is the birth of spirit in the universe or the coming alive of spirit because fire relates to spirit, water, this is oversimplified, water to heart, air slash wind to the mind and consciousness. And uh, the last one is earth, which relates to body or manifestation. But spirit is, there's an impulse First, there's an impulse in the universe to come alive. And that was the question you just asked. You said, what, you know, what's bringing you alive right now? Um, watch out if you ask me a question. I could go on for an hour with anything, you know, but this, this is like, okay, what brings you alive? What fires you up? What inspirits you? And that really becomes, in a certain sense, your spiritual path or if your spiritual path is not inspiriting you or firing you up or bringing you alive, mm -hmm. there might be something wrong with it. It might be a set of empty 
rituals, for example. Okay, so because what brings you alive is is the spirit of your life, and it's like a a, um, a horse dancing, a spirited horse dancing on the earth, or a broken horse horse is just you know plodding, plodding back to the stable, or some, or maybe running back to the stable, but it's going to be back to the stable, you know, um, and not not inspirited by the by the ride. Anyway, I am very fired up and continuing to be fired up by um, by Tarot as it, so it's been decades now that I've been involved and it keeps teaching and teaching and teaching and going deeper and deeper and deeper. Then I have to say what it really is, what's under that Tarot. So now I'm, I'm thinking of, teaching tools here. What's underneath the tarot is this diagram called the tree of life. Mm -hmm. And actually it's the tree of life. So it's a diagram and all the ones in tarot fit in one place and all the in up here on the top and all the twos fit here and all the threes fit here because there are, there are four suits with one through 10. Okay. This is pretty basic. And I'm sure most of your listeners know that. Anyway, that's called, that diagram is called the tree of life. And what that tree of life is, so the tarot, the tarot deck is basically like you take the pieces off the tree of life, you cut them into little cards, and then you shuffle it. But what you're really working with is this outflow of the tree of life, that diagram. And it's a one through 10 uh, diagram. And it's, okay, the diagram is composed of, developmental stages. So the one is the first step in a stage and then the two is the next step and the three is the next step and they they flow out of each other. So it's like a sequence. Okay, so um, just, so before, <laughs> this is really a long answer. You said, what are you excited about, right? Oh, wow, I guess I'm excited about. It. So, so before I was introduced to uh, tarot, the tarot deck in such a mysterious way. And the, the tarot deck, the idea of a tarot is really old. Um, the idea of these developmental stages is really old. But before I was introduced to that, I had, um, I got a, a PhD in sociology and I studied a lot of psychology in that time. So I learned all these developmental stages in psychology, like the developmental stages of our psyche, like uh, age-related. In fact, I did my dissertation on women's life stages, right? So it's like these stages that we go through. And um, so there are psychological stages we go through. And then even societies go through these stages. Like um, you can see the growth and the development of a society and even the cataclysmic aspects, the problems, like we can see them all over the world right now. Um, that relates to one of the stages and steps. Okay, so I learned all that in school, like in graduate school. Then, then somebody pulls me off my path and says, look at this, you're going to learn this and you're going to create a tarot deck. And lo and behold, it was developmental stages exactly like I learned in school, except 
the stages and the sequence in the tarot deck, which is based on the tree of life, were so much more profound than what I learned in school. All those 20 years of school, you know, um, it was the best. And uh, I, I was so blown away by the knowledge held. It was more refined in the tarot. It's more complex in the tarot. And so what the tarot gives you, and then I'll, I'll stop talking about what it gives you is it gives you this sequence based on the tree of life. Uh, and then it also accounts for the element of surprise that doesn't fit into the sequence. So then how do we deal with the surprise? And if we under, if we begin to understand the sequence, which would be the structure of it, the structure of the whole tarot, if we understand the sequence, we can take the surprise and organize it, place it, work with it, expand it, not, not become completely drowned by it. Let's say if it's something really awful that, that happens, that could, that could be, a, it could be a good surprise. It could be a bad surprise. We could get, you know, sideswiped when we least expect it or something. And by working with this information, it helps us understand how to deal with all of the things that can happen in our life and on this planet. <laughs> That's a big statement. Okay. Woo uh -oh. Okay. All she has to say, look, all she has to say is, uh, what brings you alive right now? I'm like, okay. It still is bringing me alive. Four decades later, you know, after the, it still is bringing me alive. You're very alive. Yes. I remember in our last interview and, and for listeners, I just want to say um, oh. if you if you're new to Pamela, you can find a link to her bio in the description of this conversation, as well as a link to our previous conversation where she goes through each sphere on the tree of life and explains oh. the developmental process. <laughs> and in that video, I remember in that conversation, I remember saying wow, you are on fire. Do you remember that? You have to know because it was a while ago, but whoa, some things, maybe they don't change yeah. that much. That's really interesting. You'll have to go. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. But I'm having an epiphany right now. I just want to share with you because I yes. had this before and just listening to you and the transmission that came through as you talked about how you're on fire and is that um, when you speak about the elements of fire and then the second element water and then wind and then earth. Um, and since we've spoken last, I've been really involved with Qigong and learning it and teaching oh, yeah. it. And I could see so much mm. of what you were saying in um, mm. how these elements land in the body with what, mm -hmm. what we work with. But I was always seeing fire and water as this juicy combination, right? Like you bring the fire down and the water up. But what I'm really tracking right now is that the interesting relationship between fire and earth, because when you said back to the stable, mm. you said the, go, when the horse goes back to the stable, I heard just that word stable. How do mm. we stabilize fire 
We don't stabilize fire in water, we stabilize fire in earth. So we go from father fire to earth sister, right? Okay, that's really interesting. Okay, stable. Okay, because we know we know what happens with fire when fire consumes. Yes. So it's after the fuel. Okay, that's another part of fire. So that's another stage. That's a stage in fire is the 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 consumption. And they even call forests, they call them fuel, you know, fuel for fire, especially now that we, with global warming, we're in, you know, um, fire season is expanded and expanded. And we live in California where, um, where the state burns right now, New Mexico is burning, you know, Colorado burns, Montana, the whole West, um, you know, dry catches on fire. So fire is going to be consuming and consuming and consuming a little fire in a hearth is good. (laughs) You know, that's good. Um, But if it gets out of control, it really starts burning. So how do we stabilize it? Well, water, water's a stabilizer. Potentially water can help to cordon off the fire and contain the fire. And so, so that can, that can be very helpful Therefore, by the way, it is thought, said, it is said that fire is a male suit because it's, a, it's emitting, it's just emitting and emitting and emitting. And water is considered to be a female suit because it's always received, it's still, it's still, unless it's impacted by another element, it's not even going to move. But fire has to consume and move. Otherwise, it's out, you know, it's out. Uh, air slash wind also also is moving a moving element and earth is still a still receiver like water so so you have it's called two male elements two female elements it's not really a binary system because they they all overlap but um okay so but the earth plane of manifestation, the earth has to contain those other three elements to manifest. Like, in other words, there has to be the spirit, uh, which is the impulse to come alive. This is cosmological or universal impulse to come alive. Um, Water, which is a tempering aspect and a uh, it's a leveling, it's tempering, and it's also, it's, wow, okay, I think I'm getting a little too complex here, <laughs> but water, water is also a, uh, water is the memory, our memory, it's M-E-M, mem, or mem means water, that's what that, what the prefix means, it means water, and water is like the code, the container, in the tarot, water is the, is the container for the memory of what has been, so it'll, water will hold the memory of containing the fire, the fire may, fire is considered to be spirit, and water is the soul, water is going to hold this, Mm -hmm. and then, then enter 
the next suit, the air slash wind, which is consciousness, that's when, when consciousness comes alive and looks at, okay, what are we going to make of this fire and water thing? And then it all gets manifest uh, on the earth, earth plane, such as within the human, which the human is fire, water, air, and earth moving together, you know, as one, but, but it's not just a human, it's every, it's everything, the trees, the birds, the planet itself. And indeed, I won't go into this right now, but the entirety of the cosmos is those elements are at play, you know? So, and when you, so when you say, um, uh, you know, Qigong, I, I, I'm, I'm just like a feel, feeling this, this, uh, uh, this, the energy of the, the movements, you know, how, and the, mm, it's almost like the wielding of those elements, I, I guess, you know, I don't know, you have to tell me, tell me what you're, tell me where, where you are at with that, how you, you went from the, you're thinking of the earth containing the fire, right? Well, okay. I'm just thinking about, you know, with the tarot, we have the archetypes, right, of the mm-hmm. major arcana, and they're like muses, right? Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. creativity, can be. right? They can be. And um, so we get inspired by this, what we call in um, Qigong, Shen energy, which is spirit, right? And, but we have, and that's like unlimited, right? Like fire. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, but we have a physical limitation. We don't, we have to honor what we can do physically and what we can't, right? And if we don't have any kind of um, limitation, mm. you know, if we don't put any limitation on the inspiration we get, we just say yes to every idea and go and try to manifest it, we burn out, literally. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm thinking about how do mm. how do we use that earth element to stabilize not put out the fire but like you said have a hearth you know have the the earth element mm-hmm. be a hearth for being able to create something sustainable and still be on fire mm. so so now. there's there's where those two intervening elements come in which would be which the water is the emotion that surrounds what we are drawn to. And then the consciousness element or the wind element is about, is our process of um, water is the imagination, it, but it, it's not necessarily uh, controlled, you know, um, it's dreams and visions, but, but they, they may be, um, disjointed and then the wind comes and sorts it all out like that's consciousness and so we're sorting it all out so what will we keep what will we not keep and then it 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 comes into manifestation but yeah um the that's i'm thinking of these these principles like in the like the i ching like the heaven the spirit like heaven and earth okay because we're we are um uh, lim- limited, I guess, as one being, we are limited. However, <laughs> the other side of it is 
we've been taught to think we're more limited than we actually are. So especially with regard to consciousness, so that that air element can become extremely expansive for us, you know, as we as we grow and learn and realize that we are, and you said this earlier, we're the, we are universal consciousness in a human form, but we're the universe. We, the universe is not out there somewhere. We are the universe. We we're born of universe. And I think that's why so many people feel like, Oh, I must be an ET because we, we, we know it. We feel it. Uh, we feel that we are universal beings because we are, we're made of all the elements of the cosmos, you know? So that's another area that I like to, um, that, that has inspired me to look at who we really are, you know, who are we really? And a lot of this was set off for me by immersing in the tarot because that we are cosmological beings is not something I was ever taught in school. And I don't think most of us learn those kinds of things in school can become socially disruptive to learn those, you know, to teach those kind of things to kids or whatever. Anyway, uh, but that's, that's very, very interesting. So, and I love this idea that you're working with these, um, these, these energies, you know, in uh, Qigong, like bringing it in, you yeah. know, bringing well, it that, through. Interesting. Yeah. Cause there is a fifth element, you know, the, there's five elements in the Chinese system and um, metal is an element and metal is about um, being discerning and selective and, and trimming trimming back, pruning what's no longer useful. So there ha- that, that element fits in here somewhere where we get to um, have some attunement, you know, attenuation, if you will, on the um, mm-hmm. aperture through which this infinite uh, oneness of consciousness that we are gets experienced through this individual unique expression of itself and form. So there's that other element there that we would we would want to yeah weave in totally and I love that because okay so all right I am dying to okay I start every single class and every single client session I also have you know private clients with this bowl it's metal okay it's mm-hmm. an antique metal ball made of seven metals and it's got an exact resonance an exact vibration and the interesting thing about metal you know metal sound waves because the sound wave moving through the universe is what sets everything in motion in the universe but it's a particular vibration you know so this vibration this is a vibration i'm going to play this ball this is a vibration that takes me into a meditation and allows me to open to this whole field, which now if we get, if we expand, um, expand the conversation, so to speak, uh, opening the field, our own field into clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, by, by responding to these different levels of vibration that come to us. So this is, 
this is a, a vibration, a specific vibration, but it harmonizes with any other vibration coming through. Even if they're not resonant to begin with, they will find their resonance. Okay, here it is. Those are the Tibetan temple bowls, the antique temple bowls flooding through the temple and shifting the vibrational level. Yeah. So, and it's so interesting about metal. So, you know, where do these, where do the elements come from? Because metal is a worked thing. It's a worked thing. You know, fire, water, air, and earth, those are like basic, those elements are, um, you know, they're, they're they're the building blocks of the universe itself and then they create metal ultimately and then humans work with it and i i find it very interesting the way it found its way into uh the into the temples to shift the vibration with a different resonance you know so so it's it's uh, it's amazing you know it's interesting to look at all of these different systems and how they how they mesh and you can find you can, we can find the ways they do mesh because it is all going to mesh ultimately yeah you know oh i hope i didn't get us too far off track but i couldn't resist no, i love it oh. thank you that sound actually came through better than i thought it would i appreciate you doing that and i can i can feel mm -hmm. i hear i can hear in your tone something different too it brought you into a different state and mm. what i'm mm -hmm. you know wanting to bring forward about that is that we have metal in our body right we have iron and copper definitely and so wow. we, we mm -hmm. are made of metal as well and yeah. the the tradition of alchemy they would work with the elements of metal in correspondence to the planets the sun was gold the moon was silver mercury of course was mercury i don't know how the other ones resonate i think copper was venus but anyway that there's um when you're playing that bowl that's what was coming to me is that you were bringing a mm. connection from the planetary system into harmony into this 
space, this temple that you're residing in, in your body, so that as you proceed in opening in speaking from there, that you're in alignment and, and being guided by all of these forces that are actually not outside of us, they're inside. Mm, so I love that. And bringing in the astrology is interesting because, so back to the tree of life, this is a definitely an esoteric conversation back to the tree of life, right in the middle. They call this the middle of the tree of life is the spear of the sun, you know, which would be the gold. So working with all of the different aspects of the tree of life, which some people call the Kabbalah, I should mention that, but uh, the tree of life working with all these aspects, it moves our consciousness into the place of the sun. So it's very alchemical, you know, as you just said, led into gold. So it takes us into this higher consciousness. So, okay, the word Kabbalah, just to mention what that means. So I'm a Kabbalist, you know, this is a Kabbalistic tree of life. Tarot of the spirit is a Kabbalistic tarot deck. And what Kabbalah means is it means to receive to receive, okay, what are we receiving? Those teachings that teach us the path, you know, led into gold. How do we do that? How do we transform the metal of our being, right, into gold? That's what that that is all about. And so Kabbalah is the secret knowledge that we receive that only the individual could receive. Only you can receive it. Like only Cindy can receive this particular knowledge because only you have, because we're each different. We're not clones of one another. We're meant to be different. We're meant to have different DNA. The universe constructs that too. You know, we have our, like you said, all the metals, we have um, all the substances we're made of, the amino acids, and we have the DNA, which makes that slightly different. That's the creativity of the universe, creative power of the universe. That's what I think manifestation is all about. It's about creation and it is about the adventure of the universe coming to know itself and what it's capable of. And we're doing that here, right? You, you said something like that when we first started today. So the word Kabbalah means to receive that secret knowledge into yourself. Okay, so you receive the knowledge. So it's the knowledge received is the Kabbalah, the living Kabbalah and or, you know, Kabbalah, depending on, you know, how Kabbalah is an English, English word. Um, so we receive that information and we can receive that information using these step by step paths that we're learning, you know, with these with the different aspects and the different elements and so on on these step-by-step -step paths or these um, kind of a circular paths, which can be learned step-by-step, -step, but they all impact each other. All the, the aspects impact each other. And the, the Tarot is that step-by-step -step path that I mentioned that fits on the tree of life. So when we follow that step-by-step -step path, then, then at moment by moment, we're gonna be getting this download that is transforming us into a more expansive 
the more expansive nature, which is called, you know, the gold, the gold, you know, getting the gold. So becoming the gold, you know, and I, so I love that. I love that idea that we, we would be transforming the quote. So it's all metaphorical base or metals of ourselves, you know, into the gold. Yeah. Anyway, that's a, that's a kick. So, I mean, I, I, I love, this is a very, very esoteric conversation. I know. I feel like, um, I feel like now you've lit another fire for me to do these conversations with women mystics. This might be the first one. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm I mean, making it, it happen. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm definitely immersed in the mystical path. There's no question about it. Okay. So for me, what is the mystical path? Yeah. Um, the mystical path is the um, recognition in the fact that the universe is alive. It is a living and that consciousness, for example, is all pervasive. It is ubiquitous. It, it, is throughout everything in the universe. Those elements are throughout every single, they're contained in all of the luminous matter in the universe. And I also feel the luminous matter is what we see, you know, um, the stuff that we see contains all of that. And it is also contained Oh, well, this really gets mystical. It's also contained in the dark matter of the universe because it's the dark matter that produces the luminous matter. The luminous matter grows out of the dark matter, appears in the dark matter. So like you, Cindy, you're a lumen, you are luminous matter. You know, you're an illuminated being uh, with containing all the powers of the universe. And, you know, that to me, that is a mystical, a really mystical aspect and again it's not only it's not just humans i mean we're just we're a flash in the pan we're not even here in terms of cosmological time it's we're so brief uh we're so brief our existence but it's everything in the universe by the way it does go through all these stages talking about the stages again including galaxies go through all the stages of birth uh transmutation you know and death eventually every star goes through that every planet goes through that i mean they'll they're going to be living the planet will live a lot longer than the individual on the planet but it's still going to go through all the stages over time you know so and we're all part of that we're part of that amazing oh we're part of the amazing process so if we realize we are not who we thought we were, but we are universe with the eyes to see itself, the mind to perceive itself, the eyes to see itself, you know, the voice to speak about itself and all of this. When we start to get that, you know, it's mystical on one level and on another level, it's just plain science, you know? And when we get into that, and we start seeing from that perspective. And then we look at our teeny tiny planet back off the planet a little bit, you know, just back off the planet. So here, here we go, rising up, backing away, backing away. It gets smaller and smaller and then disappears in a minute because it's so small. It's so small. But then we can come back. We look at all the dramas 
that we create on our planet and we say, really? How did it come to this that the human species turned out to have these kinds of values because who we really are are these is part of the cause the whole cosmos unfolding. So can we can we be different? See, I think we can be. So I think I think we can come into that kind of knowledge and um, explode in a certain sense in our consciousness. You know, I mean, there are forces working against that uh, because there are a lot of humans who are invested in keeping things the way they are <laughs> because of, you know, profit and so on. Um, not P-R-O-P-H-E-T, <laughs> the other kind of profit, you right. know? So, I mean, so that's what holds a lot of it in place. Um, but if you're talking about mysticism, I think we're talking about here breaking open, you know, cracking it open, cracking open our consciousness and imagining how we might be, how we might become, you know, being, becoming like how we might be. What would that mean? to see things very differently. So instead of saying, and, inst and instead of saying, you know, I don't belong here, I'm a stranger here, I don't get it. Um, it doesn't make sense. I feel like I was born in the wrong family. I feel like I was born on the wrong planet. Even this doesn't make any sense. Instead of being that way, we could be, we could, we would come in and we would say, oh, this is amazing. I totally belong here. You know, this is, this is my place to be, to grow, to become. And, and to celebrate, like, what can we do within the time we have available because all those stages are built in. Okay, and then, okay, and then, okay, now, uh-oh, she's on a roll, that's me. Okay, so then what happens is, in the end, we disperse. Okay, dark matter, here we come. You know, where all the potential lives and grows and becomes and also maybe even holds certain forms and shapes. Uh, now I'm really going far afield, but um, what are those spirits that we perceive? What are those guides we perceive? What are those energies we perceive? Because I have no doubt about the existence of all of those. So now we're really waxing exoteric. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, all right. Okay. Oh, that's great. No, okay. My kind of conversation. I love it. Thank you. I mean, oh. I think, you know, when we started, we were just going to be open to what the mystery wanted to explore through the space between us. And I, I love that. I'm totally comfortable with this conversation. And oh, good. Yeah, it's but, so fun. I, these are not the right. conversations I have with my neighbors usually. Right. <laughs> you need neighbors. No. no. <laughs> well, I was thinking about the I Ching. I'm a student of the I Ching and mm -hmm. studied human design and jinkies mm -hmm. and uh, the original I Ching. And the 64 hexagrams of the I Ching correlate to the 64 codons of the DNA. And so, what I see the DNA is like a wormhole for consciousness to experience itself uniquely. Like everything has DNA, everything mm. that's made of nature has DNA, mm. which makes it mm. a portal through which consciousness can have an experience of itself in relationship to itself in all these other forms. Mm -hmm. And it's desire in, in terms of how I experience it. And from my limited perspective, is to exchange information with itself like you and I are doing right now. 
And it's always seeking the language in which it can do that. Like, for example, you created the tarot. Um, you didn't create the tarot, but you create your yeah. version of it. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. that's one way that consciousness has extended itself in material manifestation as a tool that it can reach across a threshold and communicate to itself in two different forms. That's great. Uh, yeah, I love that. Um, I love that because that is how I believe that what you just said, I believe that, you know, that um, I, I've had experience with that. I, we believe things that we have experienced, right? So the consciousness um, merging across these forms and, and sometimes you experience that or we experience that really strongly with certain other humans or certain other animals where where uh, suddenly we're, we come alive to that consciousness, like falling in love, by the way, like falling in love, mind meld. It's like a mind meld, it's a consciousness meld. Um, but we can also do it intentionally, like uh, we can expand our consciousness intentionally, just expand our consciousness and see what comes in. You know, anyway, and I had this feeling that, um, look, to a fire convergence because, okay, so we're in this convergence of energies, but I wanted to draw a card because when you're talking and you're saying, well, what would happen if we came together and had this conversation, like what might emerge? And then, then I had this feeling, oh, let's, let's draw a card and let's see what, because that's another consciousness emerging. When you're, when you do a reading of some kind, it, you're merging your consciousness with a larger form, some kind of larger form of consciousness. And then it comes through and it can come through in a lot of different systems. One of the ways it comes through is through uh, focusing on an image. Like for example, okay, an example would be in Hinduism, uh, people focus on an image of a teacher and then the idea is, and then go into a meditation, a picture, a photograph, you know, or drawing. And then what happens is, is the idea is um, then through the picture. So the picture becomes a catalyst and through the picture, we're able to receive the divine teachings, something like that. Right. So having the forms that we concentrate on is one way to expand our consciousness. And that's one way that is contained um, in tarot. I mean, there are many other ways. I just, you know, meditation, just emptying out, breathing, you know, all the different techniques we have available. But tarot presents these images, and those images uh, trigger, uh, I, I'll just call it psychic awareness. So, psyche means the soul, like an awareness of something greater than what seems like ourselves. I mean, we are, we're actually unlimiting ourselves, what ourselves, who are we, you know, and becoming that consciousness you're talking about being it, being the consciousness. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. I'm go going to draw a card. Okay. I was waiting for that. I like that you drew the two of fire. I think now that was telling us we're both on fire. Where it's a and the convergence that the amazing it was just sitting there. Okay, now I'm going to 
Um, it was what I picked up the deck and the two of fire was on the bottom of the deck. It was just okay. right there. Okay. okay. Wind mother um, was on the bottom of my deck. Oh, wind mother. She's the archetypal teacher. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so I just did a really quick three card reading. Okay. So three card reading is what is the issue that we want to bring up? Look, earth mother, earth mother. Oh, earth sister, you got. Okay. So earth mother. So you were talking about how does the, how do we hold the fire and all of that? And, and on this planet and earth mother really is all about love. So this is the issue. How do we become earth mothers? Like what can we bring it? And look, she's a morphed being, she's got wings. So that means she's been through the transformation. She's been through some kind of a transformation. She's, she is, taking up all of the water and transforming it uh, into love, really into love. Okay. What is the, our action to take, to do this, to make this happen? And that is the high priestess, which is understand. Here's the third eye wide open on the high priestess. And this is the Akashic records. It's understanding our role, our, what we came in to do, uh, what our life is about, turning our um, receptivity way, way, way up to reach that understanding, being barefoot on the stream of consciousness. That means like really in touch with our deep inner nature. So that's the high priestess. What's our action to be taken? Become that. Okay. And what's the outcome? Earth father and this one, okay, the wow. father. Now, what's different about the father and the mother? Because we have earth mother and earth father, and you have earth sister. Okay, the father is this emitting, emitting energy. So the mother's the receiving, the father's the emitting. And this earth father has been, uh, there are two parts of this card. There's the below part down here, which is darker. And there's an above part which is lighter. Okay. So the below part is underground. And this father has been like a, a seed that has been dormant underground. And then it gets the right fire, sun, water. The consciousness is going to come in there. Everything starts coming together. All the right elements, the seed germinates he begins to grow. He hits the top and emerges like a blade of grass. And now he is seen, heard, understood for who he is and the potential that's always been there. So there's a place and now it comes alive. So that implies there's a place, maybe both of us have been dormant. Maybe we've been underground. Then we hit the, the right the right energy and the right frequency. So we're talking about frequency and the resonance, and then it all comes alive because we can be seen, heard, understood by, we can converge with a like, like-minded energy with a like consciousness and the whole thing comes alive. Okay. And then, and it goes both directions because we can come back into our priestesshood, expand it. We go back into earth mother. How do we bring it to the planet, the earth? But it's about being seen, heard, felt. So if you start your new series, um, for example, that would be 
that would be stepping into another level, especially because as you were saying, we hit another level. We have hit another level with the internet, with um, Zoom, with the planetary potential in this moment. A lot of that grew out of COVID, which is so strange, but we, we have hit a new planetary level. So so I also feel like if you do start this new mystical, mystical series, mystical high priestess, that uh, that it's going to come to a new level of visibility, you know, with the um, with the Earth Father. Yeah. So okay, wow. that's really yeah. fantastic. I mean, it's not a question of if it, it's already begun. Like yeah. You know, this is it. It's revealing itself to us. Mm-hmm. It's about that last card you pulled with Earth Father brings up that other element that hasn't been mentioned yet, which is in the five element system, which is wood. And mm-hmm. that's where everything comes to life in the spring and things rise up from underground to be visible, right? And it's the mm-hmm. fast growing of all the seasons it grows very quickly it's like the first seven years of life where Mm -hmm. the child comes into form and they grow rapidly in those first seven years that's Mm -hmm. the spring season Mm -hmm. of life is related to the wood element and the the liver organ and the planet jupiter and the color green Mm -hmm. it's amazing right what and so what what seemed dead the other aspect of the wood, you know, or this, it's the same, but you know, what seemed dead is not dead. And uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like uh, the willow, the willow branch, the severed willow branch that seems like a dead branch, but you put it in water. And after a while, you know, if you leave it there, it starts coming alive. It's not dead. And that's a metaphor for the whole you know, all of it coming alive again and again and again, the power of resurrection, that's the spring, right? right. The power of, of uh, the, the birthing again and again and again that we, we return to. Anyway, it's amazing. You know, it's just, uh, it's like, <laughs> it's an amazing experience and one that um, it feels like, it, it feels like it should be uh, like we should be celebrating, you know, like we should be celebrating that because it is so incredibly amazing. It seems simple, but um, but we're not usually aware on that level. So here's where all those those uh, all of those various systems come together and work together and east meets west, you know, and they all it's it's all about our. Um, awakening to that which has always been but but we need you know we need to um no we don't need to do anything some of us are called to though we're just called to you know pay attention pay attention getting done through us Uh, and i mm -hmm. love that you use that word dormant because it reminds Mm -hmm. me about like when you go to the desert it looks like everything's dead there's really no life here but as soon as it rains stuff things start popping up flowers absolutely blooming and so there hasn't Mm. been this dormancy with this idea of this Mm. um, interviewing the mystic series and 
it was either the universe waiting for you to turn 70 or it was just we had to get on the other side of this covid so um that people were really ready and receptive like you said mm-hmm. the receiving to receive mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. i had no idea when i you know um reached out to you for this conversation that that's what this was going to be about that to or did i connect <laughs> me to this series mm-hmm. but i'm on fire about it now again oh, good she's on fire all right <laughs> Woo! We are both on fire. You know, I know that we're going to have to end in a minute. I want yes. to my I I want to plug my books. The two books I two I have yeah. a lot. But the and your class. I, we want to oh, talk yeah. about your class. Yeah, the two books I want to mention are um, this is uh, tarot. Well, this is uh, sorry my old 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 copy, which is full of all this stuff, but it's so old. This is tarot of the spirit that goes with the deck. And uh, it's, it's, you know, there's a lot in this book. And then the other book, which is newer, is called Kabbalah and Tarot of the Spirit. The books don't, there's a little overlap, but they just go deeper and deeper and deeper. And this, this one's, I call this the Bible of um, Kabbalah and Tarot. So it's a really big book. This one's 800 pages. And oh, let me also mention, visionary cosmology because we haven't even talked about this but this is the new area that i've been involved in this is science visionary cosmology but it's about how we bring in a new paradigm but for those who have ears to hear because it's not mentioned in this book the whole outflow is based on what i was talking about before the sequence and so this is all scientific knowledge and information but it's based on the sequential movement of uh, of the universe yes. okay and, and then yeah, this yeah. for people who if if this is too far i would just want to ground this in this um amazing academic background that you have that you've taught at stanford this cosmological perspective so this is something that is integrated it's not it is science and it is mysticism this is not just a going to be a mystical series that i'm offering and hosting mm-hmm. it will be mystics who are integrating science and who mm-hmm. are bringing the elements together and bringing mm-hmm. some uh, form of sustainability to creativity mm-hmm. moving through us not in this uh, bubble and burst or burnout way but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is right. honoring of the body and also the spirit. And creating, I think part of what's happening is we are in the process and it will be ongoing, but creating new language, like new languages, language is a container that holds, like words or molds, it holds certain things. So there's really no gigantic division between science and mysticism but but what 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 unites that because I think you know uh, like say many I know a lot of scientists um, so I'm a sociologist that's my background but I've known a lot of people in the quote hard sciences and a lot of those people are the most mystical people you would ever meet and I'm talking about people from places like Stanford University, you know, who um, are open to what this universe consists of. And that's where the big breakthroughs are made. So you could call that mysticism, but 
you know, we've got, we put, we tend to put mysticism aside in some other category, like uh, that's a woo-woo category, but all of it overlaps. So, so this visionary cosmology, visionary cosmology is something that I've been into for a number of years. And, oh, I'm doing uh, certifications too, for people. If you get that book, there's a whole certification program that goes with that book. So you can become a certified visionary cosmologist. So now, uh, or, and a tarot reader, that's something different. But now when people ask me, what, what do you do or what are your credentials? And these are people who they wouldn't be into the tarot and, you know, modalities like that. So I say, well, I'm a sociologist and a visionary cosmologist. And so visionary cosmologists, what's that? Okay, because cosmology is the stages of the birth of birth and development of the universe. That's the meaning of the word cosmology. So when you throw in the visionary part of it, it's like, okay, here's where we're really connecting with that outflow. Okay, so I can't say any more about that. That would be a different, another... Uh, that would be another segment altogether. But let me uh, let me let me mention my tarot class because I would love to have any of your, you know, viewers, you know, come to my tarot class. So this is an open class. Well, once you sign up, you're in the class until you leave. But you could sign up anytime. It meets once a month on the second Saturday of the month, and it's called Second Saturday Tarot. And we are looking at these this sequential stuff, but also at these, the, the oh, I'll put it this way. Ah, we, we use the term cosmos all the time, and cosmos means order, the order of the universe. Well, that cosmos is constantly balanced with chaos, which is the disruptive, those are the disruptive aspects. Those two things work together exquisitely. So in the tarot class, we're working with the sequences and the surprises, the cosmos and the chaos continually. And it's very inspirational. So anyway, you can learn about it on um, www.tarotofthespirit.com. Just click on classes. And I would love to have people come, you know, or just get in touch. Yeah. Okay. All right, Cindy. Anyway, so there's my little, little, little plugs. And I thank you very much for you're welcome. All all the links are below in the description. Good. That'll be convenient. And um, I have a very good friend enrolled in taking that class and she's just over the moon with it. And um, I'm going to be joining you the first Saturday I'm available. Um, the first second Saturday, when you said second Saturday, I heard in my mind SS Tarot, like a ship. <laughs> second oh, Saturday oh, oh, that's so, so everyone, good. Everyone on board. And uh, yeah, it's mm, so good. Everything right. you mm. is a journey. So I really appreciate your time. I know how grand you. you are. And just really oh. can't thank you enough for this contribution that you've brought into our lives. Well, thank you. And thank you for sharing all of this with the world, you know, our world right now. I just feel it's so needed. And uh, people like you are so needed in our world, you know, sharing these things and, and moving them out on a planetary basis. And of course, that's flying out everywhere into the universe. So, all right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, dear. Okay. All right. Bless and love. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in.
Bye for now.